listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. Hello and welcome back. This is Petro and Sophia Lemon with the Double Exposure Show, episode 47. If you are looking for the show notes for this episode, you should go to doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 47 and join the conversation on Facebook in our Double Exposure Show group. Today's episode is about working with charities. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was telling Sophia I already work with charity. She's my she's my receptionist. And she said, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> I mean, well, we could was, talk about charity. Yeah, I, I had no idea how we would fill the, an entire episode on it. Because my interaction is her, with her is pretty brief. It's kind of like, hello, hello, any messages? No, thanks, okay, is she Is she a charitable person? I will have to ask her. I kind of wonder uh, about these, like, names that are, like, things. Like, <laughs> charity, harmony... Stuff like that. Mm, I don't know, because I also work with Dick, and he's a really nice guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a true story. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> is also a Dick's receptionist, so. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. Um, how are you, and what is new, Sophia? I just have a couple of things that I want to say before I get into what's new. Um. First of all, we mentioned two episodes ago that we're doing a bit of a contest right now. So mm-hmm. um, we want to get to 50 um, iTunes reviews. And when we get to 50, we're going to be giving away five copies of Benjamin Edwards Aardvark painting. <laughs> um, so now these are five copies that are going to five different people. Yes. Okay. <laughs> One person is not getting five copies of the Aardvark. <laughs> so you you literally have a 20% chance of winning. Exactly. That's a pretty good chance. So mm-hmm. um, if you want to leave us a review, which you definitely should, you can go to doubleexposureshow.show slash iTunes. But mm-hmm. if you are subscribed to the show, unfortunately, it's a stupid system. You have to go into iTunes and you have to search for Double Exposure Show and go to our show from there and then you'll be able to uh, leave us a review. Yes. (sighs) Such a stupid system. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll be uh, choosing five people from the 50 reviews that we've received. So, yeah, you should do that. Hmm. So there's that. Hmm. Do you have anything to say about that? Good luck and Godspeed. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the second thing that I have to say is I have this super fun resource, my Picture Perfect Guide, which is a set of apps that I release to my clients so they can download it to their phone and it walks them through like getting ready 30 days before their session, 30 days before the wedding, um, how to prepare children, good wardrobe choices, uh, beauty tips and stuff like that. But don't worry, the beauty tips are not from me. They are from industry professionals who know how to do hair and makeup <laughs> and skincare stuff. <laughs> because I do not know how to do that. But anyway, um, if you guys want to get a copy of it, you can get it at pictureperfect.guide. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think that's that for that. Do you have anything to say about that? I don't. It's your it's your baby. I don't want to <laughs> kind of steal your thunder. Um, except that I found it really cool. I did really find it really cool. Yeah. Um, I think I discovered it a little bit over a year ago mm-hmm. that you had sent me a link to it. And I thought, oh, this is neat. Yeah. And I, I also thought, I definitely don't have the patience to do something like this. Like, <laughs> way to go, Sophia. Like, awesome work. I really, I really did. So I, originally, originally it was like a PDF that people could download. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, that's too complicated because, you know, you download it once. If you open it on your phone, which most people do these, day, these days, um, then they have to keep the email because they can't, like, easily save the PDF to their phone. Correct. Um, so I made it an app. So now you can save the app to your phone and open it whenever you want, which is awesome. I find it super handy. Um, and my, I'm actually surprised the response that I'm getting from my clients about it because, you know, I keep getting, well, what do we wear? Oh, my God, what do we wear? <laughs> <laughs> like people have been really stressed out about that recently. And it's not actually that difficult choosing what to wear. Um, but with those few instructions that I have in there, it really seems to help. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my clients have been finding it really helpful. So if you guys want to have a look at it, you can go and get a copy of whichever guide you want from pictureperfect.guide and have a look at it. Hmm. Um, so what's new? Oh, Petro. I got, yes. uh, you remember a few months ago, I had some like health <laughs> problems. So I um, had that in- infection and I took some like wacky drugs mm-hmm. and I for like prescription drugs for the infection. Like I wasn't just mm-hmm. taking like <laughs> wacky re- drugs. recreational drugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I took those wacky drugs and they knocked me out for like a week. So my system has not quite gotten back to normal. Ugh. So I had a physical last month and I said to my doctor, you know, I'm not back to normal and I would really like to be back to normal. And he goes, okay, don't worry, we'll do some blood work. Well, he does the blood work and he comes back and he goes, you know, it's fine. Your blood work's fine, but your cholesterol is marginally high. <laughs> How is that possible? Um, so, yeah. So, um, and just we'll do some more blood work in six months. In the meantime, um, try to get it down with diet and exercise. And I'm just like immediately pissed off. Because if you know me, I exercise pretty darn regularly. Mm-hmm. Like if I ex- exercise more, I think I'll be bordering on overtraining. And I eat reasonably well, although um, this is like a genetic thing. So yep. basically all the adults in my family have yep. high cholesterol. Um, all of the like real adults. And by that, I mean the parents <laughs> of my generation. <laughs> um, they're all on like cholesterol medication and everything. So this is something that you just have to deal with. Yeah, like, unfortunately, if you're a member of my family and you grew up on a beef farm, you're going to have high cholesterol. So, I mean, mine's marginally high, but I am the type of person who likes to manage these things with, like, diet and exercise. Ugh. So Mm -hmm. I am, like, overhauling my diet and, um, like, I can definitely do better diet wise for sure so mm-hmm. i went to the well i went and did my workout this morning and then i went to the grocery store and got some fruit and a whole bunch of like oatmeal and steel cut oats and tuna <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And that's what I'm going to be eating for like the next six months. Chicken, tuna. Did you know that eggs have a lot of cholesterol in them? Yes, of course. Ugh. And but, I love uh, eggs. For, I eat so many eggs. But I guess what I'm, I was told, yes. it's it's good cholesterol. It's good for well, you. Well, this is kind of frustrating. My doctor didn't tell me which cholesterol was high. So that's a little bit irritating. But um, yeah, I'm going to be... <clears throat> You know, downgrading my egg intake from whole eggs to egg whites and <laughs> eating a lot of oatmeal and trying to eat more vegetables, I guess. That's just... Good luck. That's so difficult. <laughs> it's so, hard to get vegetables in. I I wrote out like a plan for today for my diet and I'm like a thousand calories under where I should be. <laughs> and I'm like... I, I don't know how to get that much food in me. No kidding. Did you know if you eat healthy, it is darn hard to get enough calories? <laughs> I do not relate to that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, if you don't eat like a whole bunch of bread and stuff, it's yeah. pretty difficult to get <laughs> enough think, calories in you. I think my diet consists of a lot of bread <laughs> and bread-like items. I could probably make a sandwich uh, with bread alone, like take marble rye and put it inside a ciabatta and you know <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's a lot of favorites there oh but. my god if you <clears throat> if you try to like get all the vegetables in like it's there's not much going on in vegetables like i get that they're nutrient dense and everything but holy moly like there's not a mm -hmm. lot of calories in those things so i have to figure out how to get another 900 calories into me today and i don't know how it's gonna work i've Fruits. already had like uh 400 calories worth of Coconut milk and oats and fruit. <laughs> yep, fruit. Just, uh, you'll be surprised. The sugars uh, yeah. and, the, and the calories and fruits, they'll help you out. Um, but it depends uh, what research you read and who you talk right? to. Because some people now are like, you don't even have to worry about cholesterol. And uh, Yeah, I uh, have heard that too. <clears throat> and I'm kind of like, okay, I'm at the point where I'm just going to trust the medical professional but also go based on how I feel and yeah. a lot of common sense, right? Like don't have half of a pecan pie every day type thing <laughs> or. Uh, like heart disease and stroke are a real um, potential problem in my mm -hmm. family. Um, I would say for my family, I'm pr I probably take better care of myself than Mm -hmm. Many do, um, but I don't really want to have high cholesterol, so no, I'm going to do this for the next six months. I'm going to do the, you know, eating like a rabbit thing and see what happens. Obviously, I'm still eating meat and stuff, but tone it down on the red meat. Yeah, moderation not is key. I, not that I eat a lot of red meat, but hmm. yeah. So, Dairy farm and all, or beef farm, beef farm. rather. I know. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> so you, you bring up some real challenges because, I mean, we talk a lot about the professional aspect of things, but um, everybody struggles with different uh, issues and different problems, mm -hmm. whether it's just simple being overweight and you're not at risk uh, of anything, but, you know, your mobility is challenged because you get winded mm -hmm. as I take a deep breath, <laughs> you get winded easily or you just use your stamina is not quite there, you know. Um, so you have a hard time doing an eight hour wedding and you might, I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the challenges, you know, um, 
if I have wrong shoes on, my feet hurt. My feet hurt a lot. Like by the end of the day, I just want to cut my feet off so that they don't hurt anymore. Um, and <laughs> literally sometimes choosing fashion over function, right? Mm -hmm. So things like that, um, we, we never really kind of discuss those things because you and I are not experts. We can just talk about uh, opinions and experiences mm -hmm. and, <clears throat> excuse me, and, uh, you know, just from from literally from personal mistakes that we've made but um there's a lot of serious issues that i find people who who are in our situation people who go into business for themselves um they get into because they either work too long work too much or just you know the stress of uh, not having that steady income kind of uh really plagues you after a while like for me uh, i'm a comfort eater Mm -hmm. uh, when I eat, I feel comfortable. <laughs> so, uh, I know that if, if I was in a really stressful environment, I'd probably eat. Um, and I'm not saying like sit down and pig out like crazy, but, uh, I'd probably have, um, a bigger portion than I really need to, or should, or can, you know, um, a good example is, uh, I've decided to make my own butter chicken recently. And, uh, I've consulted some websites, I consulted some local um, shops, but I just went straight to the source and contacted Kadar, who's uh, from India, and said, dude, you make great butter chicken. I want to know your secret. <laughs> and so he shared some stuff with me. You know, it's it all comes down to spices and everything. So I said, yeah, right on. But um, I, don't, I don't think he uses the heavy cream that I used in yeah. my recipe, right? I think he uses yogurt and all that. And I have to admit, I prefer the taste of the one that I made a lot more, but it's like 35% whipping cream inside this recipe. And of course, when you consider that, the amount of uh, all this fat and cholesterol in front of you, you should really kind of be like, you know what, I'm going to have a couple of tablespoons and that's it. But uh, I can't put that down. You know what I mean? So I've uh, limited myself to making it once a month now. Um, and just i don't know keeping an overall um what's the word i'm looking for not a checklist but kind of a, a conscious uh diary if you will of um you know things you consume in the day uh you'll be surprised mm -hmm. with how much junk you actually put in your body like you know i did that for uh for a week uh, my sister asked me to keep a food diary she's a oh, natural man. doctor and it's, it's really hard to do that. It's really difficult to keep a food diary. And I'm, but anyways, I, I did it and I had to use a, an app to do it because I, I would forget to write it down. And so using this, this app, I realized that I'm eating way too much junk because I would start my morning with a coffee. And if I bought a coffee at a local coffee shop, quite often, if I didn't have breakfast yet, I would get a breakfast there too. And, but then when you're getting breakfast, you're like, well, I'll grab this pastry too, whatever. But you don't even think about it when lunch comes around and you go out for lunch and you're, and you're hungry because you were working all day. You're like, mm, no, you know, you should be having like a, just like a, a leafy green salad, but nope, uh, let's grab a pizza or something like that. And shit yeah. adds up, right? And then yeah. you go to the doctor and the doctor says, you have high cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in the same boat as you, not with cholesterol. Surprisingly, my cholesterol's perfect but um when i was 18 years old and in my top shape uh i was actually a competitive cyclist 
That means I raced mountain bikes down the hill. Um, and uh, I did a lot of endurance training with a road biking team. Like I was out on the bike 40 to 60 kilometers each day. Mm -hmm. um, that's 25 to 30 miles for all the, all the Yanks out there. Um, we, I don't know, I was, like I said, I was in really, really good shape, but I went to the doctor and he said, you have hypertension, you have high blood pressure. And, mm -hmm. uh, for a month we tried to control it with things I ate, things I did. He's like, you should get more exercise. And I'm thinking, right. Yeah. There's like pay attention, no doc. <laughs> no way I can get more exercise. So, uh, the long and the short of it is, uh, it was also hereditary and, uh, yeah. uh I have to take a, a pill every day, uh, just to control it. <laughs> so it is what it is. Well, thankfully, but. thankfully I'm not there yet. There's definitely high blood pressure in my family, but my blood pressure seems to be pretty good, which is great mm -hmm. because you know, when you go to the doctor, you're like running a little bit hot, right? Like they whenever call that, I'm sitting uh, in white the, coat syndrome. Yeah. Whenever I'm sitting in the waiting room at the doctor, I'm like, oh my God, something's going to be wrong. Oh my God, something's going to be wrong. <laughs> Even <laughs> if it's just a routine checkup. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so... I don't know, but actually, so I do track what I'm eating. Um, and if anyone's interested, there's a few apps that you can try to track um, how your body's working. So mm. first of all, there's the tracking your food. So you can start with like MyFitnessPal or Chronometer is one that I use that I really like. Um, okay. And then for women specifically... I'm not going to get into too much detail, but there are apps that women can use to help, you know, track your cycle and yep. all of that fun stuff. And the one that I use is Clue. And I got this one through um, Melissa Cranny, who we had on, I think, mm -hmm. I can't remember which episode it was, but about um, being a mom and being mm -hmm. a photographer. Um, and I actually have found that one, like, really helpful you probably don't care very much but like as a woman every once in a while i'll be like in a bad mood and i just i'm like <laughs> i'm just gonna check i go open up the app and i'm like oh that's why i'm in a bad mood <laughs> okay we're fine and then just you know because that stuff happens like you go through phases and... <clears throat> well it's also really good to keep track of it in case uh things are irregular right right <clears throat> yeah um and i'm i'm by no means no expert from personal experience, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I know about this stuff. So the, the fact that some, uh, women can go three months without noticing that they're off yep. is mind boggling, yep. but, but it happens, you know, um, who's calling? Is it Stevie Cake? Because he called me the other day and I didn't answer and he didn't leave me, leave me a voicemail. <clears throat> that's that's the, the best part about him is uh, he will he will complain that you don't call him back, but he doesn't leave a voicemail. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then he <clears throat> texted me and I'm going to have to find the picture and put it in the show notes. He texted me that he was listening to the Ridiculously Happy People podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he sent me a selfie. <laughs> nice. Um, well, uh, just to finish my, my train of thought oh, here sorry. before we continue with the episode. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and so the reason we kind of miss these things is because we're not on a regular calendar, right? We don't really have uh, a steady schedule uh, as a self-employed uh, creative, for example. You know, it's not like, uh, unless unless you're lucky enough to 
work um, for a client that only works certain hours and that's your only client and that's all you do, you know. But uh, there's there's days where I go photograph a house at 6.30 and the next morning I photograph a house at 8 a.m. Uh, and then at noon I have to photograph a car and at 4 p.m. I have to photograph, uh, like do a headshot. And then at 8 p.m. I have to be at the studio to do another headshot, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I have days like that, and then I'll have a week where there's barely any action, you know. And then all of a sudden, that week is when there's a wedding. So when, you, when you're not, quote unquote, regular, you know, it's very easy to be stressed out and not be regular. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you're not, when you don't have a regular schedule, right? But these are, these are signs of... Um, they're not necessarily signs of concern, but they're signs of health issues or your body just not being itself. So uh, if your uh, anxiety or stress levels are too high, you have to kind of figure out how to control them, how to manage them. Yeah. And, you know, don't be don't be one of those people that's afraid to go to the doctor because the doctor's there to be your friend. Now, I kind of I kind of relate to it because I had a really shitty doctor for a while <laughs> and I just didn't want to go how, want, I didn't want to go see him because he wasn't very compassionate. He was kind of a dick. Um the good news is you can switch doctors. So Yeah. Good luck. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> irritated with my doctor but also not like I've had really really good doctors in the past. Um I had the same doctor from when I was like little itty bitty kid to like just a few years ago. And then we switched rapidly. So he retired, another guy moved, and then I have my current doctor. Um, The first two were like, great. And this doctor is good. It's just, um, you know, he orders all of the tests. um, But then there isn't really much conversation after that. So we'll see Mm -hmm. how it goes. (sighs) So now that we're 21 minutes into it. Well, I was going to say, you've probably talked to a lot of doctors recently, given that, (laughs) you know, you have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How's that going? Well, it's going really well. She's uh, (laughs) sleeping through the night quite a bit. I mean, waking up one, maybe two times. Um, We have our own routine. And uh, Mm -hmm. when we break it, she lets us know. So like, (laughs) if she doesn't get bath time, she's a bit crankier in in the evening. She likes to be clean, huh? (laughs) You know, she loves baths. Like when you put her into warm water, she yeah. just all smiles and yeah. So um, it's, and it's a lot of fun. I actually like doing it. I've talked to a few of my friends who have, who are like on their second child and had kids for the last two, three years and they don't mm-hmm. do that every night necessarily. And I'm like, why not? You know, isn't, you know, cause they complain about their babies being fussy and mm-hmm. they say, oh, it's just too much work. And I'm thinking you complain about sleep all the time and that's too much work. I guess it's a catch 22 and it kind of relates to our 10 minute rant so far about health. Right. But it's like, if you spend a couple of minutes bathing your baby, then you're going to have a better night's sleep and you'll feel better. But because you don't sleep well, you are too tired to bathe your baby. And that cycle (laughs) continues. It's the same thing about taking care of yourself, right? If you don't take care of yourself, you get sick, then you'll be too sick to you know, you'll use that as an excuse. You know, I'm too sick to take care of myself. Like, yeah. come on. Too now, sick. I do mm-hmm. I do want to get some feedback from our U.S. listeners. Like, how easy and accessible and is, is it to... Because, I mean, I'm, I'm as ignorant as an aardvark when it comes to healthcare in the U.S., right? I just know that they have to pay for a lot of things. And oh, so yeah, not being, 
you know, being self-employed, like working for yourself, is that even a possibility or do you have to kind of almost make sure your spouse is, uh, you know, c covered and insured? Yeah, I'd, I'd love some feedback. If you, if you don't mind, uh, get on Double Exposure Show Group on Facebook and give us some feedback because we'd like to mm -hmm. kind of get to know a little bit more. So we should, but, uh, um, we should call out, um, Ralph and Carolyn because they are, they own a business, the two of them. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're both self-employed, so they take care of all of that stuff themselves and they're pretty like engrossed in you know, taking care of themselves. So, and that's key, I think. Right. Yeah. So, and I almost want to say that the more uh, motivated you are to succeed as a business person, the more motivated you'll be to take better care of yourself, right? It takes that personality. So if you're if you're the kind of person who gets up in the morning at 6 a.m., goes to the gym, comes back by 8.30, they you know had breakfast and they're ready to start their workday at 9, so to speak. Mm -hmm. If you are that determined, that goal-oriented, you're probably going to be just fine in your business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, um, at least it'll be easy. Definitely like, yeah, definitely taking care of yourself and eating well and everything is going to help you help you in, in business because you're going to feel good. It's so much nicer to go have a shoot when you feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's I true. feel like maybe I opened a can of worms there when I brought up that topic. Yes. And there's no way to segue from health to charities, but, um, of course there is. Okay. How? Come on. <laughs> well, come on. Most do it. charities are related to health issues. I find, you know, <laughs> sure. um, there's, there's <laughs> charities because of cancers. There's, you know, usually um, they're a little MS. bit, you know, less preventative and more about, you know, fixing mm -hmm. the problem that already exists <laughs> yeah so let me ask you a personal personal question um mm -hmm. are there any charities that are very meaningful to you that that mean a lot to you that you want to support because of a personal situation or you just believe in the cause um so i do work with the alzheimer's society of gray bruce mm -hmm. um so i'm their official photographer um, I work with them on a few projects every year and I, you know, <laughs> I'm not a person who has had a whole lot of tragedy in my family, so I haven't lost people to cancer or anything. Um, the only grandparent that I've ever known is still kicking and <laughs> I don't know, so I don't have like deep ties to the cancer society or the Alzheimer's society or anything, except that I've had the opportunity to meet some of the people um, involved with the Alzheimer's society. And can you imagine like losing your memory and like losing well, you... your grasp on reality and being confused and yeah. And it's not even, <sighs> Like the worst of it, it might not be so bad for that person, but like really bad for the family. Mm -hmm. That's what it is because you don't know any better, right? You're, yeah. you just wake up and you kind of go about your day based on the information that you have. Yeah. And you know what I found? Um, they've told me a few times that, you know, people who are losing their memory and stuff, like having 
family photos and the family like sharing photos with them pretty regularly can really help them keep a grasp on reality mm-hmm. Absolutely. which i find pretty cool and that's got to be pretty healing for the family as well so that's what i do here i work with the alzheimer society that's the one charity that i work with because yeah working with a charity is fantastic but it can be a lot of work and i mean most of the time you're donating your time so <clears throat> so well, that's not also, true. That's not true. I also volunteer for the um, Agricultural Society, but that's a little bit different. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and how do you volunteer for them? Um, so they have their regional 4-H show every year, and I photograph right. the beef and dairy um, show. So mm-hmm. the champions of each category, I photograph their, their livestock photos, which everyone's probably like, what? The, what? <laughs> um yes okay it's people, a huge thing eh? like people walk cattle around in a circle <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dog show think a dog show and then but the judge, for cows, for cows. yeah and, and then the judge smacks <clears throat> one of the cows on the butt <laughs> and that's the winner and i photograph that person with their cat that's so awesome <laughs> do you smack the butt smack i mean do you photograph the butt smack no no <laughs> <laughs> it is a really cool thing to see but like i used to show um you had a cow that you walked around in the circle didn't you i had many cows i have a cow that well i don't think she's alive anymore but she was a canadian champion good for her wow yeah congratulations sophia canadian champion cow shower thanks (laughs) um on the side note can you tip a cow is it is that a myth or is that a real thing um i've never tried it there's actually (laughs) a funny story there's um I mean, sometimes you literally have to tip a cow because you have to clip their their um, hooves. Hooves. So right. there's literally a like contraption. It's like a truck on its side, and you strap <laughs> them in, and then you flip them over onto their side. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but I think people can. I would not be running into a field and trying to f- tip a cow, and um, you'd probably get arrested for. Yeah. Animal abuse. So don't of do that. Course. <laughs> don't don't be a dick. You could you could well for one thing you could break their legs and for another thing you could potentially die. So don't do that, people. <laughs> mm. So just to kind of go over different types of charities. So there's the charitable work that you do for associations you're involved with, and that's typically because uh it's not a very well known type thing. So for example, like the four H show that you do, mm-hmm. um <clears throat> there's lots of those around where that you know they they're they're not necessarily like a not for profit they're just it's a it's a community event or or even a national event but that that's just kind of it's not very well funded it's not very well promoted and you are interested in it you are involved in it so if you're going to go out to it and you photograph it that's that's sort of you feel good about it uh so that that's yeah, like everyone there volunteers their time. Yeah, it's it's a volunteer thing. It's more yeah. volunteer. Th- and I mean, I guess when you photograph for charities you uh, and you don't char- bill or charge or whatever, you are volunteering your time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's the volunteer um, kind of stuff. Now, then there is the charities that are benefiting the sick people. So there's like the, the Alzheimer's, the um, cancer, the... Everything, 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 basically. Um, ALS, um, yeah. hospices. Heart and uh, stroke. Yeah, You yeah. know, Ronald McDonald yeah. uh, House, which is yeah. uh, sick sick kids. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, there's a possible it's unlimited i mean possibilities are endless and i mean if you if you really believe in this that's obviously something you can get behind or volunteer your time there's also um pets uh i, I see a lot of uh people a lot of photographers watermarking uh, adoption photos yeah Meaning they you know they photograph uh pets that are to be adopted and it's kind of a trend that's caught on in the, in the last seven maybe eight years you know maybe even as far as 10 years where there's um a lot of professional photographers doing these charitable uh photos and the pets are getting adopted faster because it's <clears throat> you tend to kind of fall in love with a pet that's photographed really well that rather than like a cell phone snap pic in a kennel that's covered in dog feces and underlit and the dog looks kind of bad and aggressive, right? <sighs> so these pets are getting adopted faster. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there's also, you know, you can also donate your time to people in need. If you know a family that can't afford a photo shoot and they have an elderly person and they don't have any photos, you yeah, can be I like, yeah, you know, I can, I can definitely shoot some well, photos for you. You'll see lots of stuff like... Um if a family has a particular family member um, dealing with an illness or if uh, their house burns down, um, you'll see people on Facebook saying, you know, we have a GoFundMe page for um, this family mm -hmm. or we're having um, an event for this family. That's, is that kind of what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hannah's mother works for an HVAC company and once a year they donate uh, like an air conditioner installer or a furnace installer, even both to mm -hmm. a family that's in need. They have a program. I mean, there's, there's a reason why they do that. And that's kind of what I'm getting around to. Um, but uh, they will, you know, if a family calls for a quote and a salesperson shows up and they're like, okay, this person needs our help, but yeah. We know they can't afford it. Yeah. They will literally pick a family out every once a year and just donate the service, the parts, everything. And the parts supplier, so like Lennox Canada, I believe, mm -hmm. um, will supply the equipment for free as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, now the reason these guys do that is uh, a lot of it has to do with publicity because it's a it's a publicized event, right? It's a it goes on the news, it goes on TV, radio, in the newspaper, everything because uh, it's a big deal, right? So it's publicity. It's not free publicity. You are spending your money um, doing donating the service and everything. But uh, it's also it's a feel good thing, right? Because you're not just doing it randomly. You're you're doing it to somebody who's in need. And you also get to write off this amount if you are a company like in in their uh, position. So if it's a $10,000 installation, they get to write off $10,000 and get publicity. So it's kind of a win-win, right? You feel good about it. You get a, you get a tax break and you, and you, uh, everybody benefits in the end, so to speak. Um, the last, uh, so, so the reason I was kind of listing uh, different kind of ways you can get charitable is not just to give you ideas, but to kind of educate you a little bit on possibilities that are out there. Um, if you do want to get involved in charities, if you do want to get involved and help out. And the last one is, uh, something that you can actually get involved with, uh, organizations like, uh, and I'm speaking from experience because Hannah was involved with an organization called Agape in Action. And, uh, she flew out to Africa, to Kenya specifically to photo photograph, um, I want to say a couple of thousand children that are, 
considered for sponsorship. Uh, so if you sponsor a child through Agape in Action and you get a photograph in the mail and all that, there's a really good chance that Hannah photographed one of these kids. Now, a couple of years have, have gone by since she's she's been there. So if you're photographing younger children, or rather if you're sponsoring a younger child, there's a really good chance that somebody else has already taken the photos. But she flew out there with uh, her equipment and uh, photographed these kids for two weeks, just living with them living with the um, organization, right? Just kind of doing that. Now, she's involved in the charity. Um, <laughs> why is this person calling me? Seriously, who is calling you? I don't know. It's the same number. Let's let's find out. Okay. All right. Hello, this is Petro. Hey, Sam. Sam, can I call you back? I'm just in the middle of recording. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in touch. Thank you, bud. All right. Anxious clients. I was going to say, do you know this, Sam? Because Sam yes. has called like five times. I know. Thank you, Sam. Thank you for interrupting. <laughs> um, yes, I know this. I know this, Sam. He's uh, he's a little nervous about something not working right now. And oh, I'll, I'll call him after. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you call me more than two times, I will... Interrupt the recording session and answer your phone. Uh, but he's calling me from a different line because I've never, uh, I've never seen that number. Oh, so, anyways, well, um, getting back to this. So Hannah was involved with Agape in Action uh, through donating uh, money and even sponsoring a child in the past, and she was approached by the organization. Now, I will be honest with you. I was a, I was a little hesitant at first because um, they do not pay for anything. Mm -hmm. um, they provide you with food and shelter when you're there, but you got to get your way out there. So they don't pay for your airplane ticket. They don't pay for anything. So literally, I think this trip cost her two to three thousand yeah. dollars Canadian. Now, at at first, I was like, why don't you just sponsor a child? This money will be beneficial for about eight, eight to nine years <laughs> you know, because I was kind of cl close-minded. Now she said, well, I, I really want to do this. I, and at first I was like, I don't know. I don't really support this yet. Uh, I'm, I might come around, but I didn't understand it. And it took me um, actually going to India with her to photograph a wedding um, to kind of come around and realize, you know what? I get it. It's, it is a third world country and yeah, you feel good about it, but you, but the experience is priceless. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the photos she brought back were just photos, uh, that she experienced through kind of daily life in Kenya. So traveling from village to village to, or to another city, um, just the roads, the, the animals you see, just the people you meet. <clears throat> they got to go to a restaurant that served every single type of meat imaginable, um, like alligators and giraffes and whatever's not endangered. Um, and I'm missing like a hundred other things that are on the list. Uh, you know, she sent me a picture of the, where uh, they were staying. She sent me a picture of the shower stall they had to use. And there was like this like 20 inch long centipede inside it. Ew. Uh, <laughs> uh, I and can it's barely tolerate spiders. Yeah, and it's everyday life there, right? But 
and she said like she saw a goat running around and in the morning and uh in the afternoon they were having lunch and it was that goat um <laughs> like it's just the li- the life is a lot different there um and you got to experience that so now she did take over like 2000 photos alone uh there was another photographer there too maybe even more than one so they photographed thousands of kids. Like there's a lot of, and that's why they traveled for two weeks from village to village to village, uh, because this organization actually sponsors a lot of people and her photographs help sponsor these kids, these children that are in need. Now, the really cool thing about Agape in action is that a hundred percent of the money actually goes to, um, to the, to the children, to the people in need, the, all the administration costs are actually paid by, uh, volunteers. So there's, uh, uh, benefactors who pay for admin costs. Um, the photographers pay for their own travel, whereas other companies, uh, might just not necessarily use professional photographers. They might just use, you know, kind of like send you a disposable camera and just take a picture, mm-hmm. um, which, which kind of, <laughs> makes me compare it to the local photographers who photograph uh, pets who need to be adopted, right? Um, Professional photography, better quality photos gets uh, these people adopted. So maybe, just maybe her better quality portraits of these kids are helping them get adopted too. Uh, One can Mm -hmm. only hope, but the experience is unreal. Now, if you're one of those people who says, you know what, I really do want to help. Uh, but I can't, I don't have the free time. I really do want to help, uh, a charity and, you know, kind of, how can I do it so that I'm not just sort of quote unquote wasting my time. And there's, there's several ways. Um, a couple of years we were involved with the cancer society. Um, I'm trying to think what it was. It was some kind of relay where they run around a track for hours and hours and hours <laughs> and you had to pledge a certain amount of money and basically it was a team of four people and I, I really don't recall the details because I wasn't involved with the event. I was involved with photographing the teams and supplying each team with uh, with a five by seven photograph so that they had kind of a keepsake to, to uh, take home with them. Now, I didn't want to do this for free. I didn't want to do this um, and, and donate everything because at the time I couldn't actually afford to. Um, I didn't have, you know, we had to photograph something like 40 teams of four people, uh, maybe even more. And we had to print on site. So I had to drag a printer out, drag lights out because uh, this, depending on what time your team started, it could have been too dark. So we did it in, it, it could have been raining. So we did it in a community center. We set up a uh, couple of lights and uh, the photos looked really good. Actually, they, they were blown away by them. Uh, and we printed a five by seven on site, packaged it into a little frame, a clear envelope, and everybody got to take it home with them, which was great. Now, the way we approached it, and they were more than happy to do it, is we actually uh, build, build the company, build this uh, charity, but they didn't pay us. They just give us a charitable receipt. Yeah. Right? So at the end of this, um, I had a donation of $1,200 uh, recorded uh, as, uh, as donating the service. Now, based on 
some details and other charities that may or may not be able to do it, you can actually benefit from volunteering, not just the fact that you're, you feel good, but you can actually feel good about donating your time and not sort of being a waste. Because in the, in the grand scheme of things, I have to admit, I was kind of thinking like, why would each foursome be, why would they even care about a photo? Like they're probably going to put it in their drawer and never look at it again. But what it is, is the charity itself wants to give something tangible to the donors, to the participants so that they do it again the following year, right? Mm -hmm. So that you don't just go, okay, well, I, I raised $500. I ran around the track and now I got to go home. Well, that was fun. Mm -hmm. And next time, next year kind of comes around, you might say, oh, I did it last year. So that's why they wanted to give as much as possible. And other businesses donated uh, prizes and the prizes went to the team that uh, finished first, the team that raised the most money, uh, the team that uh, whose combined age was the highest, the team whose combined age was the lowest. Um, like it was actually really cool and fun. And uh, this char charity organization um, w was very well put together. And so everybody benefit from, benefited from that. Um, so besides feeling good about it, you can actually come out on top. The tax write-off could be very beneficial for you. Um, another benefit is you feel good doing it. And another benefit is karma, if you believe in it. <laughs> you know, you do good yeah. things, good things will happen to you. Um, and so... Go ahead. Um, I think there's a couple other reasons here that you might want to work with a charity. Um so my top one would be brand recognition. If you are mm -hmm. properly working with a charity, um, if you're doing events, for example, um, these events should be uh, sort of publicized in the media uh, and you should be getting recognition for donating your time as well. So I, when I worked with the Alzheimer's Society, um, I'll photograph events and I will um, host events. So I might host uh, mini sessions, for example, um, or I'll provide items for auctions. And all of these events are in the newspaper um, and they're promoted to the newspaper by the Alzheimer's Society. So I might create a press release, for example, for mini sessions, and then the Alzheimer's Society will send that out to their media contacts. Um, so my logo and my wording goes out to the newspapers. It gets published in the newspapers. It might be on the radio, for example. Um, mm -hmm. And then at the event, uh, the Alzheimer's Society will be thanking me out loud. So um, on the microphone in front of however many people are at the Alzheimer's Society annual gala, um, while I'm standing there, they do a fantastic job of embarrassing me by saying, and thank you to, to Sophia Lemon for taking the photos, um, <laughs> which as an introvert sucks, but as a business owner is good. <laughs> Very good. Um, you will also have a chance to meet new clients. So on top of providing auction items, um, so I'll provide, for example, um, a session um, and that's a new client. So they're having their session done. They'll be buying artwork from that session. Mm -hmm. um, it, again, if you're doing it right, you should be getting access to the charity's um, database. Um, so you can actually ask a charity uh, for their database and you might 
actually direct mail those people when you're having an event for the charity. Um, you might also ask the charity to call their top donors and say, hey, such and such a photographer is hosting an event and we think that you'd be really interested in it. Um, family portraits or whatever. Um, are, are you going to come out and do it? Um, and that's so you can awesome do is because... You, you Sorry to interrupt. You can actually, I mean, you should be doing this. If you're donating your time and you're not really getting much back from this. Now, actually, let me start over. Um, every day to, uh, every month, two to three charities uh, call us and say, we'd like you to donate your time and effort. And I think this would be really good for your portfolio. And mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, what are you doing? Oh, we just, we're just doing a, a check. Uh, signing or whatever like check handoff and we just wanted somebody to photograph it uh, i kind of tell them yeah. you know what grab an iphone photograph that and put that in your portfolio like, like the yeah. this event you're doing is is actually more publicity for you and you're not you're yeah. not raising so, anything like like give me a break yeah but, you're not you're not photographing a charity for your portfolio there's lots of other reasons why you would work with a charity and yeah your portfolio is not one of them so there's the well, brand recognition and then meeting new clients and i when I, I will get to at some point in this episode get to um the right ways to work with a charity but um yeah you should be getting access to their database you should be getting charitable receipts um you should get the good feels that you get for volunteering your time and everything um but yeah not if a charity is calling you up and saying um do you want to photograph this event for free? It'll make you feel good and you'll get portfolio stuff out of it. Um, there's a bigger conversation that you need to have with that charity before you agree to do it. Otherwise, you're going to wind up being that person who volunteers their time for every charity and doesn't really get anything in return for it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, putting a watermark on a photo that you hand out to the participants isn't actually going to no, get you any business. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, watermarks don't do anything, unfortunately. No. We actually don't um, use watermarks. Yeah, it makes it so that people can't print your stuff without your permission. But They're still going to print it. True, <laughs> but it doesn't, they don't, they it do doesn't bring care. you new business. Um, so do you want to talk about how to work with a tra charity? Yeah, just before I do that. Oh, okay. Um, when, when a charity says things like, we're going to promote you. How? Either, How? Yeah, either get that in writing or ask them to give you some creative control with it uh, or ask them yeah. to be put in touch with the person who's doing this promotion. Because the person who's calling you, they're really good, unless it's a really small kind of chapter or charity, that there's really good chance that they're not actually the, the same person who's doing all the media stuff. But um, when you are doing the... Uh, and I know you're getting to this right now and mm -hmm. you probably will say it, but I'll, I guess I'll spit it out now. When you are talking to the person who puts together all the press releases and media releases and is in charge of promoting the event or the charity, ask to be included on their website, mm -hmm. ask to be included in any possible and all the print uh, things that they put out. Yep. Uh, because I'll be honest with you, the, the charity I was talking about that we had to print photos on site they did not tell anything to anybody. They didn't yeah. mention us, nothing. Like it was just, yep. you know, so uh, if they're doing a radio promotion, you know, ask to be included. Just say, just also, just, just ask to be included in as much stuff as possible. 
and tell them that you want to get involved more, you want to donate more, you you know, you already donate your time, give them a value of, of the services being rendered and, and tell them that, that, you know, you, you want to be included on as much as possible. Even when they send out emails, say, can you throw my logo in the link at the bottom, yeah, whatever, whatever sure. it is. So I'll let you take care of the take over and, uh, finish up how to work with charities yeah okay so there is a proper way to work with a charity and this is like you're doing co-branded events with them or you are providing your services on a voluntary basis um first of all make sure that you're finding the right charity this is like remarkably important not only should you have like a fundamental need to provide for this charity, you should really believe in what they're doing. But it should also give you access to your target market. So you shouldn't <laughs> just work with any, uh, any charity as your business um, that, you know, <laughs> can you help me out here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I i know what you're trying to say so let, let's start over so I, I was taking a drink of water and i got distracted myself <laughs> um yeah like the donors to this charity should um be in your target market uh, otherwise m maybe you'll be opening yourself up to potential new clients but you'll be getting phone calls saying hey i'd like to book you for a family session um, we have 50 dollars to spend um, yeah. So you don't want to be donating, for example, auction items like a session um, and the people winning that auction item not be able to work with you because they can't afford the artwork. Yep. Right. Yeah. Can I, can I be completely honest with you? I don't like yes. to donate sessions for that particular reason, because <laughs> seriously, quite often you donate a session and the people who win it had no intention of ever hiring a photographer or they don't even need a shoot. Um, they just, they just wanted by proxy or because they were the only one bid or it was a silent auction. And then they're like, Oh, I'll put in $20 bid type thing. Yeah. So we'll get to that as well. <clears throat> shortly. But, <laughs> yeah. But that's why, that's why I never do it because, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to seem ungrateful and kind of petty about it, but, um, I've already donated to the charity. I already donated my time and I am a business person. I do rely on income to support my family, to pay for my healthcare. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so having said that, um, I really don't want to spend another two to four hours photographing somebody who really doesn't need to be photographed, mm -hmm. uh, or doesn't want to be photographed and somebody who's not going to buy. So I'd rather something like that went to, towards a better cause. So, I will donate mm -hmm. a gift certificate because yeah. a gift certificate can be passed on and uh, I will donate, a, you know, let's say I'll donate a $250 gift certificate. Well, the session is $600, right? Yeah. Yes, it includes a lot of print and whatever, but at, at least the customer is, is forking out some cash. Yeah. And uh, if they want to use it or give it as a gift to somebody who's getting married, well, that's totally mm -hmm. cool too. It's, it's a literally a gift certificate. So that I'll only, I'll only go that far, but even then I, I really don't like to donate anything for auctions for that reason is because I find that it doesn't give you 
It doesn't doesn't give you the return on investment. Um, yeah. So it's it, this is why it's important that you make sure that you're working with the right charity and you're donating yeah. to the right events. Um, so the next step, you have to meet with the charity and you're going to ask them a bunch of questions about how they operate. And yeah, you're probably going to answer questions about yourself. Um, but you want to make sure that, you know, if you're having an event together, that you're going to have access to email addresses and stuff. So when I donate um, an auction item, I want access to the contact information for all of the people who bid on my item. So I can get in contact with the person who won, but I can also get in contact with the other people who didn't win, but did bid on it. So they showed interest in my item. And then I can, you know, take it from there and be like, mm -hmm. hey, did, were you interested in doing a session? Um, and maybe you offer them a discount or something because it was a part of the um, charity event or not. But um, that opens you up to bringing in more clients. <clears throat> you also want to make sure that they are prepared to promote you as a part of the event. So Petro was saying that sometimes these charities will just totally forget to do that. Like you won't be mentioned at all. You want to make sure that they're going to do that. So with the Alzheimer's Society, um, I have, I, when I started working with them, I kind of gave them like a proposal of what I'm prepared to do for them and what I expect them to do for me. Um, so when I have an event with them, I expect them to promote the event to their database of donors and on social media and on their email list. I expect them to call their top donors and let them know about the event. So get on the phone and say, hey, Susie, <laughs> Sophia Lemon's having this um, mini session series and we think it, that you would be interested in it and give them all the details. So actual, actual voice communication. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I expect them to mail out printed um pieces that I provide to them, to their top donors to promote the event. Um, and I also expect them to be available for media coverage. Lucky for me, the Alzheimer's Society is all about the media coverage. So they usually book that stuff for me and I show up and <laughs> they're yeah, also nice. in it. Yeah, they're also yeah. in it, obviously. But, um, you know, they have better access to media than I do. Um, so they're mm -hmm. all over that. Um... Okay, so some ideas that you might present them with. You might donate gift certificates to auctions. Um, you might trade your skills for access to their database. And this can be like you shoot an event or you photograph headshots or, you know, you photograph the results of charitable donations. So um, you could photograph new houses, people moving into new houses for Habitat for Humanity um, in order to get access to the donor list for Habitat for Humanity, mm -hmm. for example. Um, and you would use that database to, you would add it to your database for a period of time. Um, you would send out um, event sort of notifications and stuff for things that you think those people might be interested in. Um, you'll need to create printed material. So if you've donated an auction item. If you've donated $250 in a gift certificate, for example, um, but your sessions are $600, you need to create a price list and include that with your auction item so that people aren't looking at it and being like, yeah, I could do $250 worth of portraits. 
they need to know what they're bidding on. So they need Absolutely. to know that it's going to cost them more than $250. Yeah. Um, and, and that will also <laughs> help you connect with the right, um, the right donors. Um, you also want to follow up. So I said that you're going to take emails. Um, so you're going to get the contact information for the donors. Hopefully you're able to get um, contact information for all of the people who are at the event or get access to their database. And you want to follow up with those people, the people who bid on your item. And you also want to follow up with the charity afterwards. Mm -hmm. So you want to maintain a good relationship with this charity and hopefully it can be an ongoing relationship rather than a one-off kind of thing. Um, because I mean, if it's a good charity and they have good people working there, the more they get to know you, the more that they're going to promote you. Um, and again, working with the media, the charity should be contacting the media for you. Um, hopefully if you're, again, if you're working with the right charity, they should have a good uh, media list and they should be able to call them up and say, Hey, so-and-so is doing this event. We'd like to get it in the paper. Um, da, 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 da. The last time <coughs> I did an event with the Alzheimer's Society, um, I wrote up a press release and they sent it out and it wound up in a few papers across Bruce Gray and Simcoe. And I did a TV spot, which I'm not very good at. You've all listened to me on a podcast. Can you imagine me on live TV? No, it's just <laughs> not, it's not good. <laughs> okay, so that's a basic rundown of how to work with a charity. I totally get, Petro, what you were saying about not giving like gift certificates, auction items, whatever. Well, it doesn't and work I, for me. Yeah, like, I actually, like, it's honestly kind of a pain in the butt. I'm not making the most money off of it just by donating an auction item. Like, I think I get more out of it out of the publicity and stuff, but getting the emails and everything definitely helps. But mm -hmm. also, I don't want to, I don't, <laughs> I put on my donations that this is not transferable to another person. So the person who bids on my item is the only person who can use it. I do not right. want them to go and give it as a gift to someone else. That is pisses me off <laughs> i i just find that this is could offend some people i find that tacky i do not like it and i when right when i'm done right so i get the name and the contact information of the person who won it yep. and then i don't want to hear later on get a, a like a phone call from someone saying oh i have a gift certificate for your services and i don't know who that person is they don't know right. anything about me they don't know how much i charge like they're kind of going into this completely blind and they're only yeah. working with me because they got a gift certificate. That's not the best way to start a relationship with a good client. So I very, only allow, uh, yeah. Very uh, Groupon-y. Yeah. So, yeah. I only allow the, the donor to use mm -hmm. the gift certificate. And that makes <sighs> sense. But but that's why for me, um, I I would rather do it as a, as a silent auction thing. Yes. And the rules for silent auction, in my opinion, are... Um, you know, so it's okay to pay for items, uh, more than they're worth. So like oh, if yeah. you see a $500, uh, espresso machine and a, you want an espresso machine, B, you want that espresso machine, but C, it's also going to feel good donating, you know, mm -hmm. 
I've seen people bid seven, eight hundred dollars on five hundred dollar items. Um, yeah. That's why I'll do. I'll quite often do uh, a minimum two hundred fifty dollar gift certificate, and the opening bid will be one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the end of it, um, it's usually. I've only had it once where one person bid on it and that's it. But in the end, it will usually be, you know, around the 240, 235, 220. I've seen it 205, uh, around that mark. So the person's actually giving money out. They're actually, they they see the value in your work too. Um, I I learned from it. I learned from my own mistake uh, to, to do that because I actually donate. I used to have these great ideas about marketing. And uh, my first one was, well, when a bride and groom have like a stag and doe or Jack and Jill or whatever you guys call it all over the place, everybody <laughs> has a different meaning for it. Um, I would donate a, an engagement session. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, <clears throat> or it could be traded in for like a, a portrait session, you know, in, in case people are already married, but it, it was marketed as an engagement session because there's people who are going to go to the wedding who are friends who might be engaged, who might be looking for a photographer. Well, the first time I did it was to a couple that was amazing. I loved their wedding. Everything was good. And their friends turned out to be awesome. And I actually did book a couple of weddings from their friends, uh, specifically the person who won the free engagement session. But I just kind of gave them the, the stuff and said, you run with it. Okay, so I know they're not a charity, but this is this is a charitable thing. And so they put it into their draw where if you've never been to a stag and doe, what you do is you buy tickets. So you pay $10 for an arm length of tickets and you can do whatever you want with these tickets. So these people paid $10. They bought an arm length of tickets and they put all their tickets into the, the cup for my... Um, uh, engagement session. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I went as a guest too, cause I really connected with these people. So here I am, um, you know, I see my prize on the line, uh, an engagement session is worth four to $500 at the time. Okay. And, uh, the, the only people who put stuff in were the people who were going to be getting married. And so literally they put $10 in towards this engagement session. And there was a lot of other cool prizes. There was a lot of like uh, name brand handbags for women because this person worked in retail. And um, there was a lot of really cool stuff for guys, a lot of like booze related. There was a beer fridge. There was like a beer tent um, or beer umbrella rather. And so people were throwing their tickets into that stuff because that was a little bit more fun for them. So literally my... Uh, engagement session kind of went went out the door for 10 bucks now the client ended up booking a wedding as well but they didn't have to pay for the engagement session so in the grand scheme of things it kind of (laughs) sucked because uh the bride and groom didn't really get more money and it cost me four to five hundred dollars to obtain a client i would have much rather done it a different way where I pay a hundred dollars cash to, uh, as a referral fee. And I would have much rather paid a hundred dollars cash to the bride and groom who would have referred their friends and to me in the first place. Right. And from that, I thought, okay, go moving forward. 
uh, I'm all, if there's a silent auction, I'm deciding what the minimum bid is. And I'd yes. rather not donate a photo shoot. I would rather donate something tangible, something that has face value. That's yeah. more of a gift certificate, right? Yeah. So well, that's the, kinda... other, the other thing about that, from what I understand, if you are donating a gift certificate for a value, you can't put an expiry date on it. Um, but if it's a gift certificate for an item, you can. And I okay. always put an expiry date on it. <laughs> you can also get like so um, specific. You could give like a window in which um, they can use that gift certificate. Yes. So you can make it so that they can use it um, in your slow season. And what was the other thing that I was going to say? Um, I forget temporarily, but maybe it'll come to me shortly. <laughs> You're being distracted <laughs> by your by your beef cows. <laughs> this is why I can't be on tv <laughs> <laughs> so um i want to add that you should blog if you're a blogging type of photographer you should blog before during and after mm -hmm. um and when i when i say during i mean uh use microblogging services like facebook twitter whatever mm -hmm. uh you know use the power of social media but definitely blog beforehand Tell people, hey, this is what I'm involved with. I'm really happy about it. I'm proud about of this. And if you have past photos, add them. Um, and you you have a blog post. Ask people to share it. You know, the media should pick pick that up. Um, if once you're finished, blog about it again. You know, after. So get get a little bit of. Uh, uh, publicity for yourself out of it get a little bit of content for this you know mm -hmm. the cool thing about this is there's there is a lot of people who uh, may not be involved with the charity but who feel really good about the charity um, I once got a client because I photographed for the it might have been Alzheimer's but I think it I think it was cancer um, and uh, we did a post uh, saying, hey, we just spent half a day photographing these people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and she called me and said, um, this is the charity that means a lot to me. My grandmother passed away. I wish she was at the wedding. Um, so we're doing this. And even at, at their wedding, instead of giving people favors, they gave out uh, little bookmarks that said, uh, mm -hmm. a donation has been placed in your honor to this uh, instead of, in lieu of uh, a favor. So... They, she, she literally told, told me the reason why I hired you was uh, because your involvement with this charity. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it was from the social media post. So uh, you can actually potentially expose yourself to new clients who have the same cause, who believe in the same thing, mm -hmm. or who just want to reward you for being a good person, yeah. you know. So, um, definitely do that. Press releases, as you mentioned, social media, radio. Yeah. If, if you have a remote radio station personnel at the event, um, and, and you're not shy, talk to them and say, mm -hmm. Hey, throw my name out there. Um, please. Thank you. Whatever. Well, you know what, when I'm at an event, um, I might actually, I mean, I'm lucky around here. I've met most of the um, radio personalities, small community. <laughs> I have them all on Facebook. Um, but, you know, every once in a while there's a new one. And at the last Alzheimer's Society event, there was a new one there. <clears throat> so I actually went and introduced myself to them and then added them to Facebook. And I had taken photos of them. So I sent along the gallery to him and I said, there are some photos of you working in here. Have at it. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, a good way to approach them is go and photograph them while they're on the air. Mm -hmm. um, and they might actually give you a shout out and say like, hey, I'm being photographed right now. And um, 
um, send, send them um, the photos or tag them in your social media post. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally, totally worth it. Uh, it's all it's all about networking, and that's what yeah. you're doing. You know, you're you're networking while helping out. Wait, why not? I have another option for people who are like, dear Lord, I cannot approach a charity yet. I'm too young as a photographer or whatever. (laughs) Um, So if you're too shy, but you do want to get involved with charities and you just don't have the time and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just want to make a donation and maybe you want to make a donation once a year. And maybe you want to make a donation um, as a gift to your clients every year. Um, I find mm-hmm. that this goes over pretty well as like a Christmas present. Um, there is this website, canadahelps.org, and I've used this before. And you can search in your community or Canada-wide, and you can search for specific charities or you can find a charity in a particular area that is important to you. So if you've done your branding well, you should have some... Um, some causes that are important to you um, and you should be sharing those you you know on your social media and everything Um, as a part of your brand your clients and your followers should sort of get an idea of what causes you are or what causes are important to you Um, so if you don't know any charity charities um, that you're particularly fond of you can go and search them uh, on canadahelps.org. So for example, there's animal charities, arts and culture, education, environment, health, religion, social services, public benefit, international and indigenous peoples. So that's a number of categories for you to search in. And you can go, you can make a donation right on the website um, to the charities that you find in, in those categories. Um, and you can like create a profile on there and everything and like save your favorite mm-hmm. charities. And then, yeah, do that as a Christmas present every year or whatever. <clears throat> so here's what we do around Christmas. Um, I, uh, instead of sending out uh, uh, Christmas cards to people, mm-hmm. um, we take, we kind of, we kind of have a list of who we would send out Christmas cards to. And we think, okay, well, there's 250 people. Average cost of $3. Okay, well, that'd be $750. Okay, yeah. let's, spe- let's spend that somewhere else. Yeah. And so what we do is we buy goats, chickens, uh, fishing equipment, um, school supplies, whatever. And we donate through World Vision, mm-hmm. which uh, we might actually switch to Agape in action if more if the money goes a little bit further um but we'll buy a well like i said we'll buy goats or and chickens and pigs for families that are in overseas in uh, third world countries mm-hmm. and then we'll blog about it <clears throat> so we try to promote that to try to get people uh feel good about it maybe open up their eyes to it but also just to tell them hey i would have sent you a christmas card but instead I put the money to something else. Sorry. So um, I like getting Christmas cards. They're fun, um, especially when they're stuffed with cool gifts. Thank you very much, everybody. Mm-hmm. So we get Christmas cards from clients, friends, colleagues who will send us a, something as little as a Starbucks card. Or sometimes uh, <clears throat> if we lend out equipment to a few people, they'll send us uh, all kinds of different gift cards. Like uh, uh, people, you know, Hannah can offer some education to somebody and 
everybody will always send her a thank you card. Um, so that that's that's fun. I love getting it. But at the same time, if you told me like, hey, um, thanks for lending me your equipment. Uh, I really appreciate it. I was going to give you a $50 gift card to uh, a restaurant, but instead I uh, donated the $50 to the Heart and Stroke Foundation. I would be like, you know what? That's pretty cool. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so <clears throat> as much as I like getting stuff, uh, if somebody paid it forward, I would feel just as good, if not better about it. And <clears throat> uh, recently I am involved with uh, a lot of the stuff that a local organization does for the community. Uh, for example, they're raising uh, funds for an, a campaign to put uh, AEDs, uh, which are defibrillators, into high schools, one into every single high school. And what I decided to do is I decided to pay it don't make a small donation of what I could afford at this time, right? We have a lot of expenses that I can't just start throwing money out. But uh, I also offered to do a lot of the work for them uh, at uh, cost. So meaning I wouldn't mark it up. I would just, just whatever the hard costs are, uh, that's what that's what I'm doing. So there's a lot of printing involved for this company and they're, they're only paying cost on it. There isn't a cent in profit. And I am donating my time to a little bit of design, a little bit of print, even a little bit of photography. Um, now, this doesn't go without the expense. Like, there's still a lot involved in me providing for this. But uh, this is something that's kind of near and dear to me. It's a, it's a good cause. It's a big cause. And I want to see these guys succeed. So you don't always have to be out uh of your personal money. Uh, you don't always have to be out additional money, right? So like, uh, I want to help out the world vision and send a bunch of goats to a bunch of families. Uh, but you don't always have to, you don't have to do both. You can literally say, look guys, I'm doing this because I believe in this cause and, uh, you don't get a Christmas card this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you don't like me because of that, well, then you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Hopefully that kind of uh, gives you an overview of what we're trying to say. Uh, the goal here is to give you information and arm you with uh, uh, sort of the ammunition to tackle this and uh, have it be successful so that you don't have a negative experience. Like, I'm not sure if you've had one or not, uh, but I've had a couple of negative experiences working with charities where you kind of show up and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the most... Uh, the most I've got out of this really, really big charity where they were um, charging uh, people $1,000 for dinner. So it was $1,000 to um, attend this event, like $1,000 per plate. Yeah. And they called me and they asked me to donate my time for free. And I said, I saw that as an opportunity to promote myself, but I was young and I was dumb and I didn't really know how to do it. So when I showed up, all I did was take pictures of people eating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it was so stupid. Um, and then they said that they'll provide me a meal as well while I'm there. Cause it's going to be during dinner. And it was literally kind of like, okay, so there's the buffet. Um, because it was at, an, at a big event center and there was, there was also a buffet going on in the next room. They're like, okay, there's a buffet over there. You can actually go grab some food and sit in the back. And I'm like, that's not what I expected. Like I yeah. wore 
I wore like a suit and tie and like I was, it was a black tie affair type thing. I'm like, I'm not going to go sit in a boiler room and eat with, uh, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> you need to be communicating with the charity beforehand, like what you expect from them. Um, well, again, them, you're, you're not what, doing this for portfolio stuff. Like you're doing this to make money. Um, you're doing a good thing, but you're doing it to make money. So, um, keep that in mind. And if you're, if you're doing this over and over and over again, and you're not making any money off of it, then you need to change something. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <sighs> well, I asked them at the end, uh, this, this charity, um, like, what was the, what's the point of the photos? Like, why do you want photos yeah. uh, of people eating? I really don't understand it. Like what, like you ha you asked me to come out at 7 p.m. and you served dinner at 7. Like it would have been better to come out at 5.30 um, when you were doing kind of like the whole presentation and speeches. And uh, now that people are going to eat, you're going to turn the lights down and turn the music up and let them get drunk after. But like, what do you want photos of? They're like, well, we just, you know, they paid $1,000 per plate. So we just want them to kind of have, and they couldn't answer it. Right. Yeah. And you also so. need to consider with events like that. I mean, ask them why they want photos. If they just want photos for Facebook, then you don't need to be there for five hours. You can be there for like one hour tops. <laughs> bring bring your iPhone, right? So yeah. Because they that's don't what need it was, that many photos. It was more like, or less they just wanted people there. They they It's almost like they even tried to bill me as a paparazzi, right? They're like, oh, we just want a paparazzi. Like, like, like yeah, they, no. we want people to feel important. I said, so I could literally be taking random photos with my lens cap on and you won't even, you don't even give a shit. And they're like, well, no, send us the photos. And yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe in this, you know, like I'm not they, doing this. They, yeah. They want good photos to use in their email list when they're promote, promoting the event next year, for example. Um, but they, they don't need 70 billion photos for that. No. So, um, be like, you know, it is, it is a lot of work for me to be here. So what I'm willing to do is I'm willing to donate an hour of my time. <clears throat> you can bill them and get a charitable receipt. Um, and yeah, as far as I'm concerned, they should be providing you with dinner. Like whenever I work with the Alzheimer's Society, I always sit down at one of the tables with mm -hmm. the guests and I eat. And that's what I thought was going to happen too. I, I literally thought I'd be photographing some sort of award ceremony, speeches, prizes, whatever. Yeah. Right? I thought I was going to be capturing the event and being part of it. It was kind of like, hey, come out. Uh, this is a thousand dollars per plate. We want you to be part of this. Uh, yeah. and instead of you giving us a thousand dollars, you give us your service. Uh, and I was like, what a great idea, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they, but instead, yeah. and, and it's not that I care where I eat or anything. It's just that they, I felt like they were just taking advantage of me. Well, and you, you can't know? do the work that they want you to do if you right. are in a corner eating where you can't see what's going on. Sophia, not even in the corner, in a different room. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like this was, this was mind boggling. I was like, you guys are kind of stupid. And, and the problem is that, um, they, they really sold it uh, to me as, Hey, these people are paying a thousand dollars per plate. They are they're going to spend the money on you. Yeah. Like they're, they're your, they're your potential clients, but these people paid a thousand dollars per plate mostly because, um, these were rich people with rich relatives. It was, it was, Oh, I remember what it was. It was organ donor people. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was just a lot of very rich people who needed a tax write off. Exactly. Like a lot of really, like there was a lot of car dealers, uh, uh, manufacturers, 
People who like the last thing they were going to do is hire a portrait and wedding photographer. Well, so. and you know, like good for them for <laughs> getting their tax write off by donating to a charity. That's cool. Of course. But those are the people that you want to work with, right? Like they have a lot of money to spend. So you kind of yep. need to woo them like that, but it needs to be under the right <laughs> Not Not in the broom closet. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we've done a good job I, of this one i hope so and hope i'm so. hoping that if anyone has any other questions that they're gonna yeah get and this is what i wanted to do with this episode is open yeah. it up for a discussion uh i want i want you guys to give us some feedback on your experiences or how you approach working with charities or mm -hmm. if you felt that the information we provided you was any in any way relevant or perhaps if he inspired you to call your doctor mm -hmm. or make an appointment um <laughs> Yeah. And of course I'm being interrupted again. Is it Sam? No, it's Ford. Oh. <laughs> I'll call them back. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, they're a very, very important client, but I'll call them back. Um, <clears throat> I, I really need to figure out a way to make my phone stop ringing with just a push of a button. Um, oh, do you want to know? And stop vibrating. Yes. So <laughs> slide up from the bottom. No, I'm not going into privacy mode. <laughs> and hit the little moon. Yeah, yeah, no. I, so I you still want to. You I can still want to see things. Oh, you can set yeah. your phone to be on do not disturb for like specific hours of the day. So actually, let me just double check All right. what mine is while you fight off Hello, that this call. Is Petra. Uh, hey, Nick, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute, okay? All right, thank you. <laughs> hey i like i said you call me more than twice i'll answer uh, but on okay, that note so my no wait my <laughs> phone is on do not disturb from 12 a.m to 11 59 p.m <laughs> okay so like all the time exactly <laughs> amazing anyway. so don't call you because you won't see it or answer well if you but. call twice then it'll go through right yes Excellent. <laughs> well, on that note, um, it is time to end. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we love you guys. And if you love us, show us your love by going to doubleexposure.show slash iTunes, finding that link to give us a rating and giving us a five-star rating because uh, you, not, not just five-star rating, but also, you know, give us a little bit of a review. Um, you can be one of the people who receives a beautiful print of an of, of our artwork, which which is awesome. I have mine hanging up. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's fun. It's also a conversation piece. But anyways, um, the uh, <laughs> the show notes for this episode are on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash forty seven, and join the conversation on Facebook. Give us your feedback about today's episode and future and past episodes. Uh, in the Double Exposure Show group. Uh, ben Sound for providing the music that you're hearing right now and rocking out to, no doubt. And Benjamin Edward for the aardvark. Thank you, Benjamin Edward. Your aardvark is going places, literally. <laughs> and uh, until next time. Okay, bye.